earned capital in the campaign, political capital, and now I intend to spend it. And now I intend to spend it. You're listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire on News Talk 1290. Join the conversation on Facebook at hashtag America's Healthcare Challenge or like our page at facebook.com backslash America's Healthcare Challenge. Republicans expending a lot of political capital this week in their efforts to dismantle the Affordable Care Act and... The first effort was shot down in flames. Joined now here on America's Healthcare Challenge by Alan Hager, contributor uh, to the program. Alan, I'm sure you were watching this pretty closely. Uh, your reaction to what happened on Friday? Well, I will tell you that uh, I think it comes to no shock to either one of us that uh, this thing went down in a, in a pile of flames. Um, but it was very interesting. As we were talking, I was getting... Uh, throughout the week, I was just getting text messages and, and, and all kinds of phone calls from people all across the country asking me about what is going on with the GOP and the Democrats with this uh, legislation. I said, you know, I, I kept telling everybody pretty much the same exact thing. You know, there's a group of 28 that Republicans have to work with, and uh, in this instance, this bill was not acceptable to those members, the Freedom Caucus. And uh, this bill wouldn't uh, come to the floor that it would get pulled. They weren't going to risk defeat and having even bigger egg on their face. Yeah, I think uh, one of the members of that caucus, Tom, uh, Thomas Massey from the 4th District in Kentucky, the headline that caught my attention, him him changing his vote from no to hell no uh, on the law, yep. previously labeling the AHCA as a, quote, stinking pile of garbage um and in many ways i think a lot of people felt that way where do you think that they went wrong in this my thoughts are as we were talking j- just now uh, when we were taking our last time out the 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 fact that the insurance lobby and these industry stakeholders were were so so closely involved it appeared and, and really kind of benefited from it i think a lot of people well, saw through that well yeah and i would i would completely agree with you on that, um, that this bill uh, very much looked like a bill that was written by the insurance lobby with some of the carve-outs and some of the handouts uh, that were specific to insurance and not to health care. And, uh, you know, those were the things that stuck out to me, and I really think that they went wrong with that. They went wrong with coming up with something that he said that he had been working on since August of last year or prior, and it really didn't seem like that. It seemed more rushed here. And and, and so I, I'm very I was very concerned about just how quick they were trying to shove this down. Um and so uh you know, I, I, I would agree with this uh perception that uh Republicans have had 20 years to fix health care ever since Hillary Care, and we're still no closer today to coming to the consensus idea um, than we were back then. I think uh, it's going to be important for some sort of bipartisan solution to happen. I don't know if that if that will happen right away. As the president said in his news conference, this law is exploding. He's referring to the Affordable Care Act. 
right. as we've seen just the des- destabilization of many insurance markets in these states. A third of the counties across the country only have one insurer, for example, on, right. on, on, and, and the law, the, the whole purpose of the Affordable Care Act was to create these state-based marketplaces. That was the whole fundamental foundation uh, of how that they were going to accomplish that. It's not working out that way. We've covered it on this show many times why that is the case. But do they go back to the drawing board? I, I don't know that they are going to be able to get anything done right away, and I don't know that's necessarily a bad thing. Maybe the marketplace just needs to work itself out with the Affordable well, Care Act. I know, I don't, I know yeah, that's not going to be a popular opinion to some, but I'm just throwing that out there as if people are for true market driven solutions, maybe let the marketplace correct it. It's going to be painful. No, you're exactly right. It is going to be painful. I mean, when, when we're looking at exactly that one insurance company or no insurance companies in some cases in some state or some counties, uh, yeah, we're going to have some pain there. Um, But I would also say, that uh, if you expect Democrats to come to the table, I think when you hear Chuck Schumer talk and he says the only way we come to the table is if repeal is off the table. And and that is going to be the Democrats' uh, plan is that we're not coming to the table if repeal is still there. And so as long as you have that mindset on the, on the left, that as long as that's on the table, there we are not going to support anything. And on the other side, it has to be repeal or nothing. And so uh, maybe it is best that we just let the market kind of correct itself. Uh, plus, you also have the ability to make reforms inside the law, given the fact that over, I think, a thousand different times, you have the Secretary of Health and Human Services shall have the right to do X, Y, Z. And so can you go down the path, as we have talked before on the show, of allowing the Secretary of Health and Human Services to rewrite some of the regulations and some of the law, given the fact that he has the ability to? And, there's good, and that was part, part of the original plan was a three-pronged approach, which was pass this, this AHCA, then do the changes through the regulatory uh, means like you're talking about, and then finally pass then a third piece of legislation. I think that's what they were were going about, but awfully awfully ambitious right now. Well, them- I would agree with that, and I would also say that you know you've also had two of the other pieces passed this week, the House, one being the Association Health Care Plans, and uh, uh, some other small pieces of what what was going to be part of the replace part of the Affordable Care Act. And so where do those go now? You know, I'm actually glad that we have the Association Health Care Plan uh, idea piece out there. But where does that go is now the big question. Mm-hmm. Association so. association health plans definitely something on the radar for uh, for those that are um, looking what might, might what might evolve out of any GOP type of alternative. I think they do a lot of good things. 
Got to watch out for them, though, too. If you don't get enough people continuing to come into your association, it can become a death spiral pretty quick. There, there's a, So some of their ideas are okay, but I, I'm looking for new ideas. Are you seeing anything out there? Because I'm not. Nope, I'm not seeing anything, so to speak. Um, again, I, I truly believe this is going to have to be uh, the insurance market is going to have to correct itself, or even better, I truly believe that hospitals and doctors and clinicians and, and clinics are going to have to come up with their own solutions to some of this uh, that that uh, they need to be involved in some of the solutions because it seems like those on the caregiving side have been left out of some of the solutions in the past, and that's kind of helped create some of the problems. And so maybe it's time for us to, you know, let technology and let the industries involved help fix the problems that's being created by a alter, uh, a secondary industry. I think if if they can understand if, if they could I think they already know this but if if we had leaders out there that can actually show them that it's going to be beneficial for their businesses to 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 really invest to help solve this problem as in they're going to they're going to see an ROI because the healthcare in this country is is just going to be continuing to grow as, as a segment of our overall economy especially when you have people aging and so, and, and all of those things, and so I think I agree with with what you're saying, Alan. But it's yeah, and it, it takes somebody to explain that to to them and to the people. It, exactly. I mean, and that's the thing. And you know, one of the interesting things I heard uh, this week from people was uh, too many Republicans only know how to be opposition and be part of an opposition party, but they don't know how to lead and work together as a team. And so hearing that from multiple people that we had really good discussion with, uh, I take that uh, and, I, and I hear that and I have to point the finger at several people. And I would have to say that I think Paul Ryan's speakership is in jeopardy already. Really? You think so? Yes. Oh, there's already, I mean, there's a whole discussion now about does Paul Ryan have enough clout? And does Paul Ryan have enough backing within his own party to even hold on and bring tax reform up? Because that's the next thing on the on the agenda. And if the Freedom Caucus and other members don't feel like they're getting what they want in tax reform, we're going to have the same fight. They should have done tax reform first. I agree. Yeah. Well, who would who would even challenge him? Do you have any names? I, I, you know, I, I, I don't know that there's anybody out there that, you know, uh, comes to mind, uh, except maybe Jim Jordan or Mark Meadows, um, uh, you know, um, from the conservative part, part of the party. But again, if you have a, cons- a very conservative speaker, can you be able to negotiate with the other side uh, the things that you're going to need to negotiate? And so... Who's acceptable? It, 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 it's kind of a big black hole right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Hey, Alan, any final thoughts this week? Well, I would just say that, uh, you know, when you look at this whole thing, uh, we're going to tax reform next uh, in, in the Congress. 
Um, again, I think you're going to maybe see some health care changes, maybe, as far as the tax pieces of the Affordable Care Act. And so you might see something in that regard in some of these tax bills now. Um, so I would definitely keep my eyes open on what goes on with the tax side of this uh, debacle here yeah. coming up here in the next few weeks. Right, right. Well, that's Alan Hager. Hey, thanks for joining us here on the show. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Hey, when we come back, we're going to take a look at what does this do politically to the president in uh, in his uh, efforts to get through his other domestic policy items. Was this uh, this this battle a, a huge damage? Did did it cause damage to, to the point where he cannot recover or not? We will debate right after this. You've all heard me say this before. Moving from an opposition party to a governing party comes with growing pains. And, well, we're feeling those growing pains today. We came really close today, but we came up short. I spoke to the president just a little while ago, and I told him that the best thing I think to do is to pull this bill, and he agreed with that decision.